Hey everybody, this is So Heidi, and you're listening to the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. We all know that the fashion industry is brutally competitive and it takes loads of hard work to get ahead. The problem is that everyone's secretive and tight-lipped about their ways. After working as a designer and educator for over a decade, I wanted to help break down those barriers and bring you valuable knowledge from industry experts, and this show is exactly where you'll find that. Whether you're trying to break into the fashion world, make yourself more marketable, launch your own label, or become a successful freelancer, we'll help you get ahead in the cutthroat fashion industry. You guys, I am so excited to have you listening to this episode. This is our first follow-up with a past guest, um, Kimberly Dipple, who is a freelance designer, and she has made such amazing progress in her career since we last talked in episode 16 in August of 2017. So I'm not going to really say much more because she introduces herself in the intro and we go through all of this, but I really hope you enjoy listening to this uh, recap on where she's been over the last year or so and the progress that she's made. Um, In the meantime, if you guys love listening to the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast, do yourself a favor and make sure that you're subscribed on iTunes so you never miss an episode or wherever you listen to podcasts. And also share with your friends because if you like this, chances are your friends will like this and they'll like you for sharing with them. So do everyone a favor out there and share the episode with some friends, whether they're in the industry or they want to get into the industry, I'm sure they would enjoy listening. Uh, So let's just jump right into the interview with Kimberly Dipple. The update from where she's been in her freelance career since she was last on the show about a year and a half ago. All right. Um, well, Kimberly, welcome back to the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. Um, you and I first chatted back in August of 2017 in episode 16, um, which I will link to in the show notes. But I wanted to catch up with you and get an update on everything that has happened in your freelance career since then, because there's been a lot of big progress. So um, why don't you say hello again and, and start giving us some updates on where you've come in the last year and a half or so? All right. Sounds good. Um, Well, thank you for having me back. I'm so excited. I can't believe it's been over a year. Um, So I'm Kimberly Dipple. Um, I'm a freelance designer. I work from home. Um, And basically, I started my freelance career in February of 2016. So we're going on two years. um, And two and a half years, two and a half, (laughs) almost three Wait, what? <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, it's it went by really fast. I'll tell you that. It doesn't feel like two and a half years. Yeah. Um, so do you want me to give a little like backstory or do you want me to just kind of jump in? Yeah. Why don't you give us a quick backstory at like where you were when you first started? Because that was kind of what we focused on in, on, on your first interview. Um, I'll just tell you guys right now, the, the title of, of your episode was how to get freelance um, work on Upwork specifically. Yeah. And you've come <laughs> a long way from then. So yeah, give us yeah. a quick backstory and then talk about some of the progress you've made. Okay. So just um, quickly, kind of how I got into freelancing is um, I've been in the industry for 13 years now. Um, and my husband and I had made a move from Orange County, California up to San Luis Obispo area, which is like an hour North of Santa Barbara. So there's really no industry here at all. Um, I did get our kind of a random job at a golf company here. And I did that for about six months and I just wasn't feeling it. And we had a, a two-year-old daughter at the time or one-year-old daughter at the time. 
Um, and it was just really hard. We don't have family help. And anyway, I just really wanted to look into working from home. So I started kind of Googling um, like ways to get freelance work. And I came upon Upwork and I decided to try it. So I kind of did that two months before I quit that job, got a few jobs, was like, okay, we can do this. And I quit my job and basically started working freelance from home um, pretty soon after we moved up here. Um, so that was kind of what pushed me into it. Um, and at first it was just really small jobs. And then I kind of booked a few um, bigger clients compared to what I was doing. And then I really got off of Upwork, I want to say in like two, one and a half to two months after I started freelancing full time. I didn't really stick around too long there, if my memory correctly. Um, so basically kind of all fast forward to where I am now. And you can stop me if you want me to like, you know, go backwards again. But um, so right now I have, let's see, this, one of the same clients that I booked while I was on Upwork, I still work with them on a regular basis, and they are amazing. Um, I have one a client that I booked on Upwork that I worked with for a year, um, and we no longer work together. Um, and then I've had, let's see, one, two, three, four, I have about four like steady clients right now that give me enough work to where I couldn't take on anything else. That's amazing. I mean, congrats yeah. on the trajectory. Um, and for you guys listening, if you really want to hear like all the details of how Kimberly found all the work on Upwork and kind of started transitioning off, we do go through that all in the first interview with her in episode 16. Um, but can you, I want to talk a little bit about like some of your biggest lessons learned and some of the biggest progress you've made. Um, Cause you and I had a chat a couple weeks ago offline um, about, you know, some of your lessons that you've learned in terms of pricing and how you structure your projects and how you charge people. And I'd love for you to dig a little bit into that and, and your journey over the last, you know, two, three years on just building a, a better solid foundation for yourself and getting the wages that you deserve. Absolutely. Okay. So this story, um, listeners are going to love this because I feel like <laughs> oh, people are going to relate and be like, Oh my gosh, I'm not so ashamed now. Um, because at, when we first talked that first podcast I did with you, I didn't really go too much into pricing cause I was really, you know, still new and trying to figure things out. And I was kind of like embarrassed and I didn't really know where I stood if I was doing good or bad, but anyway, okay. So I'll jump into this story that I told Heidi. Um, so you guys don't have to feel so bad and you can learn from me. <laughs> so I was working with a client. Um, he was based in Sweden um, and he was a businessman investor, not in the apparel business, um, but he was very successful and he wanted to start an active war line. He saw opportunity there. He actually found me on Upwork um, and this was one of my like first big projects. I had done really small, quick jobs before then. Um, so I was very excited, but what he wanted was 30 styles, 15 men's, 15 women's designed. And he already had a pretty good idea of what he wanted. So the design didn't take very long, um, but he wanted, you know, 30 full tech packs, like full graded specs, full bill of materials, um, you know, anything that would go into like a, the most complete tech pack, you know, you could imagine. And I was working directly with the factories that he had relationships with overseas handling the development after that. Um, 
so basically what he wanted to pay me for 30 full tech packs and design with, you know, color and everything was $850. And because I wanted to build my portfolio, I knew that I was getting ripped off, but I accepted. And Mm. I, so hard my husband I don't even know if I told my husband what how much I was getting paid because I was oh god he's like what are you doing you're working on this all the time yeah so $850 um and after that after I got paid for that I did charge my hourly rate which at the time when I first started out was $35 an hour to handle um you know communications with the factory um I would receive you know fabrics lab dips um fit samples you know the whole development process I was charging my hourly which was good um so I did end up making some money on that you know in the development process um but and then I'll kind of tell this story too because I think this is you know just important for people to know about sometime you know some things can go sour is that I'd worked for him for about a year um and then he wrote me an email saying I have an offer for you. Um, I no longer want to pay you hourly. Um, I want to give you a 5% basically stake in this company that didn't even exist. And we all know how long it takes for apparel companies to make a profit. Um, And he said, basically, I would be working for free with this 5% promise um, for until the collection launched. And, you know, at the time I had to, I had to make money. And so I said, and he said, you know, if you don't want to do this, that's fine. Um, you know, I'll have my team handle it. And so I said, respectfully, you know, thank you for the offer, but it it won't work for me. And then he kind of came back and and chewed me out. And that was the end of that relationship. Yeah. (laughs) So that was a bit sour, but it was a great learning experience. And I am so happy that I went through all of that. Like, what do you think that you learn the most? I mean, okay, so there's a couple things that are interesting here. One, you have a lot of experience in the industry, 13 years, and then here you were taking this $850 project to do 30 styles, which is, like, insane, um, mm-hmm. and to build your portfolio. And I'm like, wait, but you already have a portfolio. Like, what? can you talk us through a little bit of the thought process behind that and, like, how you felt right in that moment and why you felt you needed to commit to that project? I guess when I say build my portfolio, it was more of like my freelance portfolio. I personally felt, and I could be totally off the mark, but I felt that um, I wanted to have this like roster of clients and projects that I've worked on on a freelance basis Mm. built um, rather than just like, oh, you know, I worked at, you know, I was at O'Neill for three years um, and, you know. It's just, it's different when you work freelance because you're juggling different clients, you're juggling, you know, you're working from home, so you have to be really disciplined and structure your time correctly. Um, And I think that, I don't know, I just wanted more under my belt in the freelance world to be able Mm -hmm. to spend all of this. Mm -hmm. Maybe it matters, maybe it doesn't. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to take that on. and, you know, build that portfolio per se. Um, and I guess just what I, what I learned from this situation was I completely, um, undervalued myself, but it was kind of an experiment as well, um, to see how long things would take. What does this break down to hourly? You know, Mm -hmm. I I know how fast I am, but 
when you're working at a company and all of the infrastructure is so streamlined, you're working in a PLM system that, you know, like the back of your hand and, you know, you have a certain way of doing tech packs there that you've been doing for so long, you know, we're crunching out in that system, we were crunching out eight to 10 tech packs a day. Mm-hmm. But you know, the way that I do them here and working with clients and going back and forth, it's kind of a different animal. And so I didn't really know exactly how long it would take me to do it in this sense. I wasn't really sure. So it was, I, I don't even know what that broke down to hourly. I forget how many hours I spent on it, but I, I honestly don't even know if I want to know. Yeah, you might not want to <laughs> like know. $5 an yeah. Hour. So, so you learn that, you know, you kind of like, I love how you looked at it as like an experiment. Because I think when you're going into freelance, there's no perfect science behind what should I charge? And how much is this going to take? And you know, so many people out there ask, like, well, give, I need a formula and I need a fee sheet and I need to know all this stuff. And I think at, at the end of the day, every freelancer I know has gone through this process and these learning and growing pains and you kind of have to experience it firsthand to figure it out. Um, and it sounds like that's exactly what you did. And then you came out on the other end, like in a really good place. So can you talk a little bit about like, you know, maybe where you are now and, and how your projects differed from that first one? Yeah. So like the example I gave you, this was a recent project I did for a client of mine, um, and it was designing um, some activewear and swimwear pieces. It was about five five leggings, five shorts, um, and then five swim tops, five swim bottoms, and five one pieces. Um, and kind of doing the presentation from you know concept, trend, color, um, designing each piece, um, proposing colorways, um, and doing tech packs for each. And I've become so much faster at the tech packs. Thanks to you, Heidi. I love your template. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Um, And so that I charged, I think at the end of the day, it was like 3,800. And it took me like only, I think four weeks, maybe five, five weeks, something like that. Um, Give or take. Uh, And there, I mean, this client, I am like so blessed with this client. They're very easy. It wasn't a whole lot of back and forth, which was really facilitated how quick everything went. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's, I mean, if you look at the difference between that, <laughs> not that number yeah. and the other number, um, it's huge. Um, and then the other thing that I learned, and I might've discussed this in our first episode, but I'll just quickly go over it is writing a brief if you're going to charge um, a flat fee mm-hmm. like this is exactly what is encompassed in this flat fee because there's always back and forth there's always extra changes you know and if all the extra stuff I ch- usually charge hourly or I'll quote another flat fee whatever makes sense so mm-hmm. very important to do that because sometimes I forget what I yeah. you have so much going on you're like wait what did I promise this person they're asking for this is this within the scope of work we agreed on yeah so yeah, that's really saved me a lot too. That's amazing. Um, so for people out there listening, I mean, congratulations on the success. It's so amazing to look at, you know, I mean, you basically quint, quad, almost quintupled the rate from what you were charging a few years ago when you first got started to where you are now and you're managing and controlling the projects in a much more effective fashion, it sounds like. Um, mm-hmm. So for people out there listening who maybe are getting started or maybe in the middle of these growing pains, like, you know, what's some of the advice that you would give them? Ooh, um, keep on trucking. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think um, becoming a part of a community of freelancers um, 
is like really uh, important um, and kind of bouncing ideas off of people. Pricing, I think, is the hardest thing. I think it's harder than time management for me. I'm still figuring it out. Mm. Um, now my rate is like, uh, it kind of depends on the client. Sometimes cause I have some clients I've worked with for a while. I'll give them like a little discount, but usually it's about 50. So I went from 35 to 50. That's great. 50 an hour. That's great. Yeah. Congratulations again. And I know some freelancers that charge a lot more than that and some that, you know, charge 35. So it kind of is like what, what makes sense for you, I think. And I'm still navigating all of that, but I feel like I have a much better handle on it. Um, yeah. So anyway, I would say just keep going. Um, you're going to experience some like failures and mistakes, but you will like come out so much better and stronger and smarter for all of that. Yeah. And communicate with your clients. Like be like communicate all the time with your clients. Tell, I even tell my clients, Hey, I'm at this amount of hours just so you know, cause I don't want to invoice them and have them be like, what, you know, Yeah. I want that to go smooth. I want to get paid. So I'm always like, okay, you're at this many hours, just FYI. And my clients seem to like that. Yeah. That's really smart. Just keeping people in the loop. Yeah, no one <laughs> likes to get that big surprise invoice and you're like, Oh, it took you how long? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. as far as like, you know, I know the first project you said, the one you did for 850, the 30 styles, you said you really like looked at it as an experiment to learn how much time things took you. So did you really start kind of tracking your time and then use that strategically to calculate prices for project based work or how did that look? That is such a good question. Um, yes, I used a um, an app on my computer called Flexible Timers. Awesome. <laughs> um, and I basically, it's super easy. I have like, I have like, boy, right now I have five timers going for these like five different projects. So when I literally jump on my computer and start working on it, I click that timer. If I take a break to go get lunch or pick up my daughter from preschool, whatever, I, you know, I just click it and turn it off. And that way at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I worked on that for this long. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, you send emails from your phone or you take a phone call when you're not on your computer. And, you know, it's, I kind of just factor all of that in. Yeah you know, if, if my timer's at an hour and 54 minutes, but I did a phone call or an email, you know, I'll just bump it to two hours, obviously, because five minutes. Um, so yeah. And that has helped me kind of say, you know, okay, this tech tech pack took me, you know, an hour and a half. Okay. And this was a pretty simple style. So, you know, I can kind of base my flat fees on those numbers that I've my little timers. Yeah, that's really, really smart. And I'll, we'll find that timer and link to it in the show notes for everybody. Um, but do you, I mean, you said the, the, the pricing stuff is still, there's still learning curve and you're, you're still figuring it out. And I mean, to be honest, I have still screwed up on projects after freelancing for eight, nine, 10 years. So I think it's, it's a constant learning curve, the pricing thing. Mm-hmm. Constant. And I feel like, you're, yeah, you're always, learning and you're figuring out what works, what doesn't, what is worth it and what's not, um, Mm. you know, taking on certain projects. Um, and I'm kind of like leery about taking on like startups now, like from like the ground up, but I know we're kind of nearing the end, but I'll just quickly touch on this. I did decide to take on a startup in June. Um, but I did a, um, you know, a video chat with this, um, girl first. And we talked and I found that she is so smart. Doesn't come from the apparel world, um, (laughs) the business world. Um, but so smart, so passionate has done so much research, has taught me things that I didn't know. Mm. 
so communicative um, and so like just on it that I felt really comfortable working with her and it has been awesome and like the most fun project ever because I really believe in in what she's trying to build and it's and I love it so I mean I'll just like send her emails throughout the day like oh my gosh I found this this is so cool because I'm excited about it yeah so, so more about like taking projects that you believe in like regardless of where they are on their stage yes yeah. yeah. I mean, as long as you're obviously getting paid what you deserve. <laughs> yeah. Can you, and I know we just have like a minute or two left, but can you um, really quickly, like where are all these clients coming from now? Okay. So good question. Um, <laughs> my, let's see, you know, I, most of them have found me through LinkedIn. Um, I don't think, you know, I'm not like too in tune with the whole SEO thing and how I appear on search engines and I should probably get better at that. Yeah. Um, I've been kind of busy and I haven't really cared too much. Um, so I don't think anyone's like Googled freelance designer and I've popped up, but uh-huh. I'll have to check that out. Um, <laughs> I think mostly um, on LinkedIn, they'll, they'll search for like freelance designer and find me. And then there's a link to my website and then they contact me through my website. So I get um, like, I think the past four clients I've booked have contacted me through my website, which they found um, via LinkedIn. That's amazing. So you somehow created a sales generation funnel and you didn't even know you did it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Well, we'll link to your website again and your LinkedIn. So you guys out there listening, just look at what you see in how Kimberly's presenting herself on both those platforms and think about how you could apply that to what you're doing. Um, so, so, so amazing to catch up with you and congratulations on all the success. This is phenomenal to hear these stories and thank you for sharing with everybody. Yeah, no problem. I'm so happy to, I love helping people, you know, figure this out cause it's crazy, but it's fun. Awesome. <laughs> Yay. And keep on trekking Kimberly and maybe we'll catch up with you in another year or so. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe on iTunes. And if you really enjoy the show, please leave a review. It really does mean a lot to me as well as the other listeners out there who are checking out the podcast. Uh, Thanks again, Kimberly, so much for joining us again on the Successful Fashion Designer Podcast. I really, really enjoyed catching up and chatting with you. And thank you to each and every one of you out there listening. It is because of you that this show continues to exist. So thank you so much. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.